You're listening to an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. I just really needed to hear my muse this morning, Lorena Mechanic, bringing us into the show. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that music, don't you? She's amazing. She is amazing. Just amazing. Are we going to get her on the air? Going to try. Okay. Always trying, always reaching out. You know, let's let's try to push that through for uh, 2022. I, I am on board with you. All right. Yeah. Yes. That's how we're doing yeah. it. All right. That's how we're doing it. Yeah, that's exactly how we're doing it. Thanks. <laughs> so, Benny, how are you doing this morning? I'm awesome. You are. Yeah. I mean, we're I already two weeks into the new year. Everything's just great. Great groovy grand. I know. Everybody is telling me that it feels like the first week of January, but I got to tell you, it's been a crazy energetic intensity already, right? It's been wild. It's been wild. Yeah. It's a wild ride. Everybody hang on because it's (laughs) just getting started. Woohoo! Okay, 2022, I believe in you. Come on. I feel like you need to now change your background to like you on a roller coaster, like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) going back and forth. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> perfect. Come on, spirit guides. Guide right? us, right? You know. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's having a good morning. I have a wonderful guest to bring onto my show in just a moment. And always things are very timely. Before I bring her on, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for 27 years. Wowzers. We are still around doing our thing. Uh, Every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I do a a Sunday meditation with Loretta via Zoom. And uh, you can sign up for that at schedule.reikioasis.com. If you cannot be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, don't worry. I record it and I just send it to you. That's how that works. And then you have it. You can listen to it whenever you want. Also, uh, let's see what's coming up. Saturday, January 22nd, I have my monthly class for women called Temple of the Divine Feminine. And we are actually closing out our year of working with the consujible and the idea of brokenness. Is it all right to be broken? Are we really broken? And what does it mean when we have put ourselves back together with the golden threads of higher consciousness? So we'll be working on that and then also opening up Uh, what we're going to be doing for 2022. So I hope you can join us. And then a big shout out to all my patrons. I am a listener supported show. Thank you so very much from the depths of my heart. Those of you that contribute to this show also contribute to the great guests that are on here. And of course, you benefit from that. We are all a beautiful family. And the whole idea here is to help lift us up and to think on those things that Uh, take us to a a higher level of being let's put it that way quick check in with astrology we are into the last week of capricorn in western astrology and we're going to move into aquarius at the end of next week (laughs) well we're i don't know if it's the age of aquarius we're in it we're not in it who knows maybe maybe my guest knows we'll ask her that question in a moment capricorn is hard working and helping us become clearer on what we want 2022 to bring us. And it's helping us take action towards that goal, even if it's simply becoming clear of which direction we want to go. So many people come to me and they'll say, Loretta, Loretta, what what am I here to do? What's my destiny? What do my higher self say? What's my guide say? And quite often they say, what do you want? You are a co-creator. And you are here to help create a beautiful world. And so begin to take a look at that in in a little bit more of a a centered, empowered way. On Friday, January 14th, we have the first Mercury retrograde of this year. And don't be worried about retrogrades. They just help us revisit things. So the Mercury retrograde is going to help us reflect uh, what is already on our plates. And instead of introducing something new, Do we have too much on our plate? Are there things on our plate that don't need to be on the plate anymore? How are you communicating with yourself and others? This retrograde starts in an earth sign, ends in an air sign. 
So it's going to help us free ourselves from judgment and controlling thought patterns that just don't work anymore. So are you judging and criticizing yourself? Are you sending that type of energy to yourself? Are you sending it to others? Hmm. Let's take a, a nice look at that because the communication center, the throat chakra is not just about communicating, it's about listening. And so there's always that balance. On Monday, January 17th, we have a big full moon in Cancer. And this carries very bold, strong energy that will likely trigger a sharp release of energy. Some of you are feeling this as a heavy energy. So this means it will also be important to protect your energy levels and to be gentle with whatever emotions come to your awareness. This means you might need to rest, you might need to retreat, have a good cry, take a big long bath, get a massage, do a good laugh, but do some kind of serious self-care to help you reach a level of completion and release. And on Tuesday, January 18th, Uranus, the planet of awakening, change, and liberation that was so active in 2021 is going to go direct. And this may bring some old themes of a radical change to the surface, which may be further cemented or stabilized in your life. And since Venus has also been active in the sky, some of the things coming to the surface for everyone this year is your relationships with what matters the most to you, your relationships, your health, your abundance, and your money, absolute money. So my guest today, good segue for her, is the amazing icon legend, <laughs> in my mind, Susan Shumsky, DD. She has written uh, uh, so many books, I don't know, 40, 60, I don't know, but she has written a very timely book called Prosperity Meditations, Everyday Practices to Create an Abundant Life. In this book, Susan discusses a fresh, new, optimistic, and empowering attitude about money and wealth. Susan has practiced self-development disciplines since 1967. Yes, I did say 1967. For two decades, she studied meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, founder of Transcendental Meditation and guru of the Beatles. She served as Maharishi's personal staff for six years, and eventually she became a new thought minister and a doctor of divinity. Susan has taught meditation, prayer, intuition, and spiritual healing to thousands of students worldwide. She is the founder of Divine Revelation, a unique field proven technology for contacting the divine presence, hearing and testing the inner voice and receiving clear divine guidance. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shumsky. It's so wonderful to have you. It's so wonderful to be here with you today, Loretta. I'm really excited. Yeah, I just feel like laughing. I think it's just the joy, you know, the joy of the heart. Yeah, absolutely. For those that are on our YouTube, I, uh, uh, Susan has all a bunch of books behind her. And of course, that's just a little flavor of everything that she has put <laughs> out into the world. And my goodness, how many gifts you have given us is just crazy. Um, you, I, I have so much I would love to talk to you about. I want to show people that your latest little book, Prosperity Meditations, very approachable, very wonderful book. But before I get that, um, could you please, and this is a big question, could you please kind of fill us in a little bit about your background? What got you into meditation and all of this? And yes, I am just going to say this. You were a hippie. <laughs> And you went through all of that, you know, the, the, the Beatles and, and Transcendental Meditation and Timothy Leary, and you lived in an ashram, and I'm just like, right? <laughs> so I, it's such a big question. I don't know what you want to share, but I do oh, want no. to lay a little groundwork for the listening Thank audience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to answer that question. But before I do that, you said you wanted to find out whether it's the age of Aquarius. Yes, I did. So I, what I did is I got out this book, which is... Uh, this is one of my books, 
chakras yeah. and chakra healing. Yeah, the yes. big book of chakras and chakra healing. So in this book, it says uh, that what signifies the dawning of the age of Aquarius? It is when at sunrise on the March equinox, we observe the sun entering the actual location of the fixed constellation of Aquarius. This is according to the precession of the equinoxes, folks. Sorry to have to inform all of you who think we are now in the Aquarian age, but the truth is that according to actual astronomical calculations, this will not take place until 2438. So we are definitely still in the age of Pisces and it's complicated, but it has to do with the precession of the equinoxes. So, so there you have it. <laughs> I love that. So we're, we're entering, we're kind of getting close to the doorway. Getting closer, right? yeah, getting closer, yeah. but we're not there yet. No. <laughs> not in our lifetime. So well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good. Then we have time to, um, you know, work through all of the challenges of the age of Pisces, which obviously are quite a few. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fascinating uh, point. We could talk about that. But yes, let's get back to you. Tell us yeah. about you. <laughs> well, you know, it was the 20th century and mid 20th century, and I was a hippie and I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area. And those of us who were flower children, well, you know, it wasn't just all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, those of us who were really seeking, we were looking for altered states of consciousness, higher consciousness. And our gurus at that time were Timothy Leary, as you mentioned, and Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Dass. And they were telling us to turn on, tune in, and drop out. So that's what we were trying to do. We were doing that. We were making love, not war. And we were celebrating the age of Aquarius that we thought was already here. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember that song. This is the dawning of the exactly. age of Aquarius, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So Leary and Alpert, they said that we could reach nirvana through taking LSD. Okay. So we tried that. That didn't work out too well. So, <laughs> but still I wanted to reach nirvana. So I uh, was reading the Buddha scriptures. I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading The Way of Zen and other works by Alan Watts. And in Alan Watts books, he said that you have to find a meditation guide. Well, in <laughs> 1966 in Berkeley, California, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and look up <laughs> meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. There, there was no Google. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, Googling meditation guide. So uh, I asked a friend, you know, how do I find this meditation guide? He said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own just by yourself? I said, oh, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I lay down on my bed. That's how clueless I was, Loretta. I didn't even know you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I lay on my bed and sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing from the tips of my toes all the way up to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into this cosmic electric socket, like a stream of energy flowing through my body, but in a most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. So little did I know that not only did I have my first meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any drugs or stimulants whatsoever. And soon after that, I found myself, friend took me actually to Transcendental Meditation Center and I learned TM and then went off to India and so on. <laughs> What an amazing story. Uh, I just, I'm just fascinated by it. You know, like it brings up 80 million questions, but I just, I'm always intrigued by um, the direction of people's lives, right? You know, like you say, there's that moment, right? There's that moment. Um, you know, I wanted to mention this because it's, it's these weird synchronicities that happen. Um, when I was uh, putting up on my social media page, you know, that you're going to be on the radio show, something popped up about uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi's Earth Day, 
yet I believe was yesterday would have been his 104th birthday oh, and right. uh, uh huh and I just I just wanted to point that out because it's such a great synchronicity um with your connection with him and here you are on the show right so just pausing for a moment to honor that great soul um I I know this is probably an entire interview to ask a, a question about that time in the ashram with him but is there anything from that that you would like to share on the show right now and one of my questions for you is because you were you lived in the ashram for like 20 years what what brought you to leave right you know it's because i found another method of meditation that i liked better <laughs> that's what <laughs> happened and i started teaching that pretty simple really yeah yeah so that time uh living on the ashram because you you lived you live a real lifestyle in there yeah and i'm gonna ask a question because i've never lived in an ashram right does that make it more conducive for meditation and these sorts of spiritual practices i mean obviously it has its own challenges but well yes i mean if you're in an atmosphere with a highly evolved spiritual master and you're <laughs> meditating many hours every day and all the other people around you are on the same path it's definitely going to bring you closer to your spiritual self it's going to help you to realize who you really are and help you to become quite advanced as a meditator yeah yeah the reason i bring that out for the listeners is that i was thinking back over the last couple of years you know i i have a joke and maybe other people have it too that you know mo mother sent us to our rooms a couple years ago you know due to the pandemic and the lockdowns right and we've had to spend some time um you know in a different place let's put it that way maybe we had to stop being so busy maybe we've had a chance to look at our lives and a lot of people say to me well i don't have time to meditate like i don't live in an ashram right but you you did that and then you came out into the world and you have your own method of meditation can you talk just i don't know just touch on whatever it is that was evoked by what i said there well, yes, yeah. I mean, we've been in enforced meditation sort of because of the pandemic. So it, it has helped people to reflect upon their lives and perhaps even come to some realizations about what their real priorities are. So I think that that has been a beneficial result of the uh, pandemic. Uh, if, you could, if you can think of any, <laughs> any positive <laughs> result of it, that would be yeah, that. Mm -hmm. And there's sort of a sort of a feeling of un unity throughout the world. Also, it has increased unity because people we're all going through the same thing at the same time everywhere in the world, not just in this country, but sort of hands across the water, you know. Um, I'm also thinking, um, you know, because we're, we're going to edge into your the you know, the theme of your book. And of course, you've written so many books. I mean, like I said, I I have all kinds of things I'd love to ask you. We'll let we'll let Divine bring them out. But um living with the uh being with a Maharishi, right? You know, when he 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 basically grew his business into a multi-billion dollar business, billions of dollars, right? I don't know how much. I didn't research it. I, I think that's a little exaggerated, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I worked in I worked in finance. That's one of the places I worked. <laughs> It was one of the things I did for him was accounting, but you know. <laughs> so he did have wealth of some kind. Would that be a, accurate? It was a nonprofit organization. It was a successful sure. nonprofit organization. Right. My point is, we're we're going to be talking about money, and yes. we're going to talk very pointedly about money. We're going to talk exactly. about wealth and abundance, and a lot of people have, um, I'm going to say, ideas about yes, money like who should do. have money and who shouldn't have money and that's kind of where i was going with that like it's not a loaded question i'm not trying to you know set you up i really want to uh, address it which is exactly. um, who, is it all right for people to have wealth is it all right for people to make money on spiritual gifts or on their offerings to the world um, because i think it's a really big point it certainly is loretta <laughs> It is a big point. It's a big button pusher, too, because people believe in general 
that especially spiritual people believe that it is evil to have money they they hate they don't like money they push money away and the reality is that money goes where it's welcomed and it stay and it stays where it's well treated so <laughs> money <laughs> money so it, is not going to come to you if you hate it and if you push it away it's a relationship i, I love how you said that yeah. um I've always thought that money money wants to be involved in things, right? Mm -hmm. it, it wants to it wants to do that. But this is an obvious question to me, but I, I do want to point it out. So where do these ideas about money come from? Why are we so prejudiced against it? Well, it's that sort of you know Protestant whatever you know that Christian idea of money being evil. Money is the root of all evil. It's harder for a, per, a camel to go through it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than whatever than the well whatever that quote is so <laughs> yeah it's it's something like that um, i had to think about it too it's easier so, for a camel to go through the eye of the needle yeah, than for a rich easier. man mm -hmm. a rich man to enter heaven enter or something like that of heaven. That's yeah right. something got like it. that for you those listeners it. we apologize for our misquote <laughs> <laughs> please help us out right <laughs> right so you know we've been brainwashed to believe that money is bad yeah and especially if you're going to be spiritual you can't have money if you're spiritual you know so maharishi for example i'm glad you brought up that maharishi was vilified for being successful at what he was doing so the reality is that um you know people who are spiritual who have the welfare of the world in their mind, who want to do good, can't they do more good if they have the resources to do good? So I would say that the most spiritual people should have the greatest wealth, and then we could create heaven on earth. Um, how does, you know, because um, I'm thinking energy, right? I'm, I'm thinking, uh, maybe chakras, maybe consciousness. Um, and you already kind of alluded to it, this idea that if you hate money or you push it away, how can it come to you? So how do we kind of shift this a little bit? You know, what what will really open this up for us? Yeah, well, you have to start somewhere. So you start with some baby steps. So some baby steps would be to begin to change your attitude about money. Begin to look at yourself what do I really feel about money? Am I jealous of wealthy people? Do I think that money is bad? Do I think that spiritual people, especially people who are have, have dedicated themselves to a spiritual life, dedicated themselves to God, do I believe that they should be impoverished? <laughs> I mean, look at your thoughts about money, first of all. And then second of all, start to think say and do things that will bring you greater wealth uh prosperity and abundance on all levels physical mental spiritual emotional so when i say that i mean uh that we are creating our own destiny moment by moment day by day with every thought every word and every deed buddha said in the very first verse of the first chapter of the Dhammapada, he said, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. And Loretta, I think that's a stunning statement. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. And then he goes on to say, if a person speaks or acts with a pure thought, then happiness follows him or her. If a person speaks or acts with an impure thought or an evil thought, then unhappiness follows him or her. So what he's saying in that verse is that we're creating our destiny through every thought, every word, and every deed, not just thoughts, but also what we say, what we do. And Jesus said a similar thing. He said, we are not defiled by what we put into our mouth. We're defiled by what comes out of our mouth. Oh, so yes. if we go around and saying, oh, I'm so unhappy, I'm so poor, I'm so tired, I'm so un uneasy, 
I'm so stressed. You know, if we go around saying that, that will manifest, that will, we are creating that through our words. Words have power. If we go around saying, I am joyous, I am happy, I am loved, I am fulfilled, I am wealthy, I'm rich, I am filled with light, I'm filled with love, I'm filled with power. If we say that, I mean, just notice the change in the vibration when I spoke those positive statements as compared to when I spoke the negative statements. If you're going to use the words I am, what you're doing when you use the words I am is you're invoking the mighty I am presence. So whatever you say after you say the words I am, it needs to be something that you truly want to own and want to possess in your life. So better be very careful about what you say because you're creating your reality through your speech. And, you know, we might not have that much control over the all, all the random thoughts that are going through our minds, but we have a lot of control over what comes out of our mouth, what we say and what we do. I am thrilled by what you said. And I was um, allowing the energy of those words to come to me as you said that. And I felt that so profoundly, Susan, it was just, uh, it, it's just really to the point. Um, we're we're going to take a station break here in a moment, but I wanted to just when you were saying those things like, oh, I'm poor, I'm weak, or whatever it was you said, there was this like downward heavy thing. And then when you started to say those much more positive statements, those affirmations, I could feel it lift up. There is a power, not only in your voice, right, because you have done this, but there's also that power of the word. And so um, for everybody, we're going to take a little quick station break. And uh, don't go away because when we come back, we're going to talk more about prosperity meditations, right? Everyday practices to create an abundant life. My guest today, the amazing Susan Chomsky, DD, icon, legend, beautiful lady. So we're going to take a station break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. The greatest heroes aren't just the ones with superpowers. They are the ordinary, everyday people, just like you, who step up and rise to the challenge. And now, we need more heroes to help protect those most at risk, to push through the challenges for our families, friends, and communities. You don't have to wear a cape, just a mask. Continue social distancing and washing hands and get vaccinated as soon as you can. Together, we'll win this fight. Learn more at NFID.org. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. You're listening to an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my guest, Susan Shumsky, DD, author of so many books, like so many wonderful books. Prosperity Meditations is what we're talking about today. And uh, I am Loretta Brown, owner of Reiki Oasis right here in the greater Seattle area. By the way, these shows are all archived and recorded on the KKNW 1150 AM archives for the original Loretta Brown show. We're also on iTunes, podcast, Spotify, all this kind of stuff. So um, you can listen to these over and over, download them and really, really um, take notes on the information. I, I was having a great talk with... Uh, Dr. Shumsky, Susan, during, <laughs> just taking the liberties, uh, during the break and getting a little bit more of her back history. I love what you were saying, though, about 
Maharishi and his desire for uh, world peace. And that was really what has been driving you this whole time. And being raised during the Cold War, I find that so fascinating that you were basically living in, in a bit of a hypervigilant state, you know, which is really where we're still at, right? We're still there. And I have to say one of the biggest desires of my heart is world peace. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and in my book, Prosperity Meditations, uh, I talk about not only abundance individually, but abundance for the entire world. Um, you were talking before the break about, uh, I'm going to say affirmations. Is that what you would call them? Yes. Okay, positive affirmations. Can you talk a little bit about, and I know everyone talks about the laws of attraction and these sorts of things, but can you actually just address that? Talk about it, what you send out, you will receive, right? And and so forth. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, it's a major principle that whatever it is that, whatever vibrations you're putting out into the atmosphere come back to you. It's just like if you throw a rock in the center of a pond, and then the waves go out from that center until it hits the edge of the pond and then the waves come back. That's just basically the law of karma, the law of attraction, whatever you wanna call it. It's just that you are, there are consequences to every action, every thought, every word, every deed has an effect, not only on yourself, it doesn't stop at the edge of your body it doesn't stop at the edge of your energy field it goes out into the entire universe and then comes back so uh, you know i i know that it's it's a struggle for everyone to keep a positive attitude but you have to start somewhere so starting somewhere would be take the book open to a random page and use the affirmation that you come to on that page or the meditation you come to on that page and that's a way to start somewhere <laughs> i love it i love it um so i opened two because i i did what you said just to see right yeah. okay <laughs> i love this i open to the earth no longer binds you fear and blame no longer possess you you are now blessed forgiven and released into the love, light and wholeness of universal spirit. You are lifted into the light of God. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's just really beautiful. <laughs> wow, that's really, really beautiful. Um, you brought up something I want to ask a question because um, you you said the word karma, which instantly got me uh, thinking of a question. Um, can anybody and everybody, can anybody become rich, wealthy, and abundant? Or are we held back by karma or some sort of something from the past, right? Is it well, not for everyone? Well, as uh, Jesus said, it, it is done unto you as you believe. So you're going to attract abundance to the a degree that you're allowing yourself to receive it. So if you have a positive powerfully positive attitude about money then you'll attract more money and that's true about every other thing in life too whether it be love whether it be uh comfort yeah. whatever it is that you want to attract into your life uh intention attention and intention is really what it's all about uh i've always been a kind of a i can do it i can do it person you know i can do anything kind of person I've always thought that all I have to do is just make a firm and final decision about whatever it is I want to achieve or whatever it is I want to manifest and then just make it happen. You know, just go out and make it happen. It's really that simple. It's as simple as making a choice, making a, a firm decision, not a waffly decision, but truly, if you want something bad enough, you just do it, just make it happen. And that's always been my philosophy throughout my life. Uh, I'm sort of being with how waffly people can be, right? Well, I want that, I want that, or or um, FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out 
on something like I've chosen this path, but what about that over there? Right. The shiny baubles and <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, that might be a big, long talk, but what, you know, cause I want to get back to these, the power of these affirmations and the power of saying these things out loud. Cause I could really feel it when you were saying it. And I firmly believe it. When we start to shift to that, like you say, you have to start somewhere. Right. Like, so if I got five bucks in my banking account or, you know, my heart's been broken for the 27th time, you know, whatever it is, um, I may be in a state of, I don't know, fetal position in the corner. Right. And and riddled with fear and doubt. And so could, what is the benefit of me saying I am wealthy? I am powerful. Right. Talk a little bit more about that and also about what happens the more you say that, because. People are going to say to me, but Loretta, I say these things and I go, oh, this is nonsense, right? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to start somewhere. So what you start with is you start with baby steps. And when you speak a positive statement, your energy immediately shifts. Whether you can feel it or not, it is shifting. And the more that you continue, to say the positive statements and the more that you practice some form of guided meditation as there there's a lot of guided meditations yes, in this book this book is filled with guided meditations affirmations prayers and mantras yes so if you begin practicing some of these things it's going to shift your energy instantly anytime yeah. we say a positive thing it has an instant result every statement works uh, and i say every statement works because i'm not talking just about affirmations whatever it is you are saying is having an effect either towards greater light or towards darkness yeah um no i liked what you're saying because you're shifting your energy field and the energy field around you. Um, I'm really glad that you pointed out this to me, this little book, Prosperity uh, Meditations is sort of like a, like take it and you literally have in here the prayers, the affirmations. I mean, if people just get the book and start saying these things or start doing these little meditations, it will shift you. There is, there's real power in it. Um, when we are saying these affirmations because i really believe in the law of repetition right like you just do it over and over and pretty soon you know it it is shifting and i really because i chant you know this the power of sound and the power to shift uh, everything about ourselves right you can call it a structure that we build ourselves upon right the sound is it but um it really it's it's transformative and i mean permanent it's permanent transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chanting is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, can you also address a little bit um, helpers on the other side, higher selves, ascended masters, God, goddess, right? Because you have direct connection to all those things. And I know that you talk about intuition, the development of our intuition. So can you talk a little bit about how, how that helps us, how those help us? And how do we know when we're really getting messages from the higher voices and it's not the voices in our head? Right. So calling upon divine beings is a way to shift your energy immediately. If you just say, I call upon the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth and wholeness to shine the light of truth upon this situation. You say, I call upon Babaji to help me, to lift me, to heal me. Anytime you call upon a divine being that, wow, that really changes the energy so quickly. I just really felt a big wave that just came over me just, just by that statement that I made, calling upon those two divine beings of light. So that is something that we can all do and incredibly powerful. And I do have uh, invocations like that in the yes. book, uh, Prosperity Meditations, there are invocations of divine beings and so on. So everything that I teach is based upon one principle, and that is ask and it shall be given unto you. So when people go into deep meditation, they, most people, when they meditate, they just 
you know, they close their eyes and they go into a quiet state and they feel deeply relaxed and then they come back out and that's it. And it's a very passive experience, really. But what I recommend if you want to start to, to develop your intuition is that you do something that people generally don't do when they go into deep meditation. And that is when you are in that deep meditative state, that's just the time to start to have a conversation, to start to open a dialogue with spirit. So call upon a divine being and begin to ask, ask, ask a question, ask for guidance, ask for inspiration, ask for healing, ask for whatever it is that you'd like to have in that meditation. And then take a big, big deep breath and let it, let it all go. And then do what I call the do nothing program. That means do nothing, nothing and less than nothing. And then the, the answer, the thing that you asked for will then come to you. And it will come to you either as a vision or as sound or as a gut feeling. So those are the three basic ways that we receive messages from spirit with a capital S is through seeing an inner vision with your inner eye with your eyes closed or hearing some words that come into your into your inner ear so either visual or auditory it's auditory when the words are coming to you or it's a feeling like a gut feeling that's you know kinesthetic so those are the three basic ways that we receive messages from spirit and how do you tell whether that message is coming truly from spirit and not some other voice well, it's very important that you actually learn discernment because there's four places that the messages can be coming from the spiritual world, the mental world, the astral world, or the environmental world. So we want to get our messages from the spiritual world rather than one of these other planes of existence. So I have an entire 10 test system that's in this book, Awaken Your Divine Intuition. There's a 10 test system for you to learn how to distinguish and discern between that true voice of spirit and other voices in your mind. It's also taught in the book divine revelation this book divine revelation my first book oh wow i'm writing those down actually <laughs> um, I, I think that's really really good um yes yeah i i think i just have to listen to the show again i want everyone to listen and write that down and then the, awaken your divine intuition and divine revelations are the two books that you recommend to help develop that ability. I, I feel like this is something really important for people to do, very important in 2022 and for the times to come for us to be able to tap into that uh, internal GPS system and be able to be guided because so many people are wondering what is the truth, right? How do we navigate these strange times that we're in? Yeah, this is a time when the most vital skill that you can learn is intuition because no longer can we depend upon the institutions that we used to depend upon in the 20th century. At this time, we have to learn how to depend upon our own higher self and how to receive inner guidance and how to make wise decisions with peaceful confidence. And the best way that we can do that is to be in touch and in tune with spirit with a capital S. So we need to learn intuition. Intuition is a learnable, teachable skill. It is not innate. Uh, in other words, it is not something that you either have it or you don't. Everybody can become intuitive. All you need to do is learn how to do it. It's like learning to play the piano when you first learn when you first are trying to learn the piano you know you're making all these discordant sounds no one wants to hear you practice and it's horrible but then once you get really good at it everybody wants to hear you play so similarly with intuition you're going to make a lot of mistakes at first but you have to keep practicing just like playing the piano you've got to practice on a daily basis practice 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 and you get better at it. And it is, like I said, a learnable, teachable skill. You can learn intuition. You can get good at this. I'm thrilled with what you said. Um, and you connected some dots for me. Um, I have been feeling this, this desire to, you know, really teach people how to develop their intuition. Your books sound perfect. And then I have this idea of what I call conscious wealth or those 
conscious people with wealth. So that brings in the prosperity meditations for us to really change our lives individually and to change this world that we live in so that we we do have peace. We don't have poverty and lack and all of these things. So I think the combination of those is perfect. Intuition and the uh, prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Beautiful. Can you talk about your unlimited thinking exercise in the book? Because this is brilliant. Actually, we can practice the unlimited exercise oh, yes. right now if you okay. wish. Sure. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm willing. <laughs> All you need to do is you take out a piece of paper and a writing instrument. And what you do is you you write uh what i'd like you to do is think about what you would do in a certain situation and you're going to write what you would do if you had and and not what you would spend your money on okay don't write oh i would buy a jewelry and i'd buy a bean coat and you know i'd buy the mercedes-benz that's not i'm not interested in that what i want you to do is write what you would do day by day moment by moment if you had unlimited time, unlimited health, unlimited energy, unlimited optimism, happiness, self-confidence, self-empowerment, if you had unlimited fulfillment, intelligence, spiritual awareness, likability, unlimited love, unlimited compassion, unlimited kindness, unlimited resources, unlimited money, unlimited power, influence and success, and unlimited well-paid happy and devoted helpers and if it were impossible for you to fail what would you do so i want you to write that if you are listening to this as a uh, replay if this is not live for you what i want you to do is write that list and then pause this video so write your list go and write your list of what you would do and now you're back you've the video started again so what you have what you've written is probably the most important document you've ever written in your life i would say the most important thing you've ever written because what you have written is what you would do in unlimited circumstances and what that does is it gives you a clue about your true mission your true purpose this document will tell you what you are here to do on earth and it may seem impossible for you to do these things but in fact if you start just take one little baby step take one little thing on your list and take one baby step in the direction of fulfilling that goal you might find that you will get support from almighty nature that you will begin to have coincidences in your life that are not really coincidental and things will start to open up for you and you may go through challenges but this could be a new start for you this could be something that really could transform your life in a very profound way and most meaningful way because we're here to do something we were not thrown upon this earth arbitrarily every one of us has something to do and so we can discover that divine purpose and begin to fulfill it and that this unlimited thinking exercise is a way to to discover that wow i am definitely doing that i i really invite everyone listening to do that and and, and get susan chomsky's book prosperity meditations but do listen to this download it and if you do that it's going to change your life isn't it susan Yes, if you're life. willing, if you're willing to little step a little bit out of the box <laughs> and begin to really fulfill the, your heartfelt desires, because what this document shows you is you, it shows you your true heartfelt desires. Yeah, everybody's talking about heart centered living. And okay. I'm like, you kind of got to get there. So you know what that is, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart centered living means living from your true purpose your true self your authentic self could you give us some affirmations some things to say like like just tap into it right now and and 
and give us some affirmations that the, the listening audience might really benefit from. Here's one. I create my reality. I am the author of my destiny. My thoughts, words, and deeds determine my future. Therefore, I have the power to change my destiny. I am my divine indwelling thought adjuster. When I change my thoughts, I change my life. I am merged, united, and one with my divine presence. I am a radiant light bearer. I live in the heart of God. I dwell in the house of the Lord. I am God in action. I am God in activity. I am God's philanthropist. I am God's ambassador. I am peace and harmony. I am infinite creativity. I am infinite beauty. I am infinite love and light. Everything is perfect, and so is everything else. I am the divine expression of perfection. I am perfection everywhere present. I am perfection everywhere now. I am perfection here now. I now bless everyone, everything, and every situation in my life as good, good, and very good. I claim my good, very good perfection now. The boundless good of the universe now manifests in my mind, body, and affairs. There is no limit to my good. My good is at hand. I now bless all of life, and all of life now blesses me. I am divinely blessed and inspired. I am infinitely beloved and cherished. I am loved beyond measure. Thank you, God, for your perfect presence in, through, and as me, as all, as all creation. Thank you, God, for this precious moment and for every precious moment. Every moment is a miracle. Thank you, God, and so it is. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I have to let that settle. <laughs> wow. I got goosebumps. Yeah, that's a powerful prayer. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go back and... and I'm going to download that and just listen to you saying that over and over again. <laughs> That's a good oh, one. wow. Thank you. That was such a blessing. Such a blessing. Um, it really brings to the forefront to the power of the spoken word. And I want to ask this question. We're almost out of time. When people are doing affirmations, you suggest they say them out loud. And does it matter how often they do it? Yes, I definitely recommend that anytime you're saying uh, using affirmations you don't just read them on the page speak them with a confident voice and also speak them as though your higher self is speaking through you in other words just pretend that your higher self is saying the words through you rather than your ego self and say them as often as you can you have time for you know sounds spend, good spend a few minutes every day now we've got like one minute you've got some things coming up i think do you have some stuff through the east west bookshop of of seattle I or do yes yeah, i do have do. Uh, something coming up uh tomorrow and on friday and saturday yeah. i'm going to be teaching uh, an entire workshop on prosperity meditations and also another one on uh on earth energy meditations this are, one are, this one are, is it our, our energy vampires draining you, our energy parasites draining you. I'm doing that as well. We need those. And um, so we got to go. Those will be via Zoom. So my guest today, Susan Shumsky, Prosperity Meditations. Find her, find her books, uh, get on Zoom with her uh, this weekend. Do it. Okay. Susan, thank you so much. Thanks for blessing us and to all the listeners. Blessings, kindness, peace. Let's do this.